you know, as different as everything seems this holiday season, one thing still holds true year after year. Everybody loves holiday scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. And with tickets available from $1 to $20, they're the perfect gift for anyone on your list 18 years or older. So, stay safe this year and play it safe with your gift-giving. Give scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. Two kinds of bacon and all kinds of delicious. Say hello to Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. You're listening to Brain Buster Radio. Hi guys, this is the Queen of Queens Massage talking and I am so happy to introduce you to the Queen's Court. Hi, I'm the Asian sensation Kanji. You're listening to Queen's Court right here on Brain Buster Radio. My darlings, and welcome to this week's episode of Queen's Court Wrestling Real World Reunion, right here on Brain Buster Radio. As you guys can hear, I don't really feel too good today, but I wanted to get this introduction in a little, little something, something before the episode begins. I have um, this unprecedented social experiment. The idea came from wealth. And I decided how I kind of wanted to run this wrestling real world experiment. Essentially, we had seven strangers audition, quote unquote, on a Twitter post to become a member of season one of the cast of Wrestling Real World, in which they would enter into a week long DM with these, (laughs) these strangers that I picked and essentially the tagline, for those of you who don't know, The Real World was a show on MTV. And the tagline was, you know, seven strangers picked to live in a house um, and some other stuff. And then it says, you know, to find out what happens when people stop being polite and start getting real. So the tagline for Wrestling Real World, um, also fun fact, by the way, The Miz (laughs) was on The Real World uh, back in the day. So our tagline for Wrestling Real World was seven wrestle tweeters picked to live in a group DM to find out what happens when people stop tweeting for likes and start getting real. So the seven people that I chose were Chris at Black Baymax or Black underscore Baymax eight. Uh, He, of course, is the amazing graphic designer guy that I'm sure you've seen around his awesome work. So much fun. He's really cool. Um, And then I've picked Mike B. Bebe, uh, Mike Baker, who is at Mike B. Bebe on Twitter. The next participant was Shane, the Dog Pound Incorporated on Twitter. Jay. EO underscore Diablo on Twitter. Bro Rogan from Paradigm Pro Wrestling 
at bro rogan ppw mr ozzy lucian on twitter uh, bj who is the host of mining for mayhem podcast and writes ozzy lucian blogs and also to round that out mr metal underscore 2006 darth vapor on twitter and these were my seven guys myself and wealth were in there too you know, just kind of participate every now and then and moderate and stuff like that. So it was a very interesting seven days. We covered a lot of topics and Mike B, baby, and Mr. BJ from Aussie Lucian Blogs and Podcasts, Mining for Mayhem, joins me in this reunion episode to kind of break down our favorite moments from the DM, what they thought about it, what I thought about it. And it just was really cool. It was a very cool, fun, different experiment with some surprising results. So without further ado, I'm going to stop talking and let's get into the episode. Enjoy. Strap in, babies. It's about to get real when we hold court with the Wrestling Real World cast of Season 1. This is a public service announcement. When you uh, address the Queen, you have a bow or curtsy. Thank you for listening, and this is Mags from the Badlands podcast, available only on Brainbuster Radio. All right, everyone, welcome back from that quick commercial break, and it's time for the reunion show of season one of A Wrestling Real World. I'm not alone. You can't have a reunion show unless you have members of the cast. Right. So as I mentioned in the intro of this episode, I have two gentlemen here, two fine gentlemen who were a part of the season one of Wrestling Real Real World. That's a tongue twister sometimes, y'all. And I, of course, have Mr. Mike B. Bebe. And I have Ozzy from Ozzy Lucian Blogs and Podcasts. So firstly, Mike, how are you? I am doing well, Your Majesty. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing quite well. Thank you so much. And uh, I'm so glad to have you back on Queen's Court. So thank you for joining us today. It's a pleasure as always. <laughs> and of course, Ozzy, how are you, sir? Oh, I'm doing fantastic. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh, thank you for waking up early. <laughs> I appreciate you, uh, you know, very much for doing that and uh, making your appearance on Queen's Court for the first time. I'm really excited. I'm so honored. <laughs> well, it's my pleasure. So it's time to really delve into this story, you guys. We haven't really told very much of anything about it that's why we're having this reunion show uh you know really the public only knows certain things about it you know i put out that tweet a couple weeks ago now calling for an audition so to speak of uh, people who wanted to be involved in this kind of unprecedented social experiment so the full the full cast if you will was, of course, these two fine gentlemen here, along with Mr. Bro Rogan from Paradigm Pro Wrestling. Uh, He's one half of the commentary team over there. We had Mr. Chris from North Carolina, which is uh, our fabulous, wonderful, graphic man extraordinaire. (laughs) People, I'm sure, know him. 
then we have, of course, Mr. Metal himself, the resident smart to death troll. He joined. And we also had Shane, the big dog. He is a pro sim racer. We had Mr. JTU, which is uh, a big, big wrestling fan, uh, follower of Queen's Court and a couple other things. He joined. And then there was myself and Wilf, kind of in the shadows, in the background, <laughs> hanging out uh, in this chat. So basically the, the concept, okay, for this came from Wilf. Uh, in our Brain Busta DM, we started talking about different ideas and things that we could do for our shows. And Wilf said, you know, I think this would be something that's really cool, like a real world concept. Now, of course, the real world for for those who may not know what the show is or was, um, it is essentially seven complete strangers who move in together into a house. They don't you know, know each other at all. MTV uh, is where it was. And, and I guess it's coming back this year, which is kind of apropos, given what we've done here. Um, but it's they come together in the house and they spend some time together and they have to kind of deal with brand new personalities and brand new everything. Um, and they document that experience and what happens, as they said, when people stop being polite and start getting real. So as I mentioned in the intro, for us, it was not a house <laughs> and we aren't moving states, but it was a group DM, right? To find out when people start tweeting a stop tweeting for likes and start getting real. So this idea of putting seven strangers that, you know, we may have interacted a little bit in the Twitter sphere before, but really what's going to happen if I throw seven random people on a DM and we just talk about wrestling and life and whatever happens. So when I put this audition out, I'll start with Mr. Ozzy over here. When I put this audition out, what made you be like, yo, I'm I'm gonna do this or I want in on this. It essentially said social experiment, who wants to be a part of it? And I thought, you know, what the hell? Why not? Let's have some fun. <laughs> so you were in for the whole social experiment part that kind of drew you into the whole yeah. thing. I looked for I kind of figured they want different personalities, different sorts of people, and I thought, well, that's me to a nutshell. Sure. And you are our only international member of season one. <laughs> yeah. So every time I'm going to bed or getting home from work late at night, you guys are just waking up in the morning, just before yep. midnight. And then when I'm waking up in the morning, it's like late afternoon. And by the assuming I get up early, which was usually around 6 a.m., it's about late afternoon. By the time it hit about 9 a.m., everyone in the States is going to bed. Yeah, so that made things a little different for you, for your experience, which we'll definitely dive into a little bit later. But, Mike, what about you? What made you give me that sweet audition? And can you talk a little bit about your audition? Because it was very special. <laughs> special, she says. <laughs> it's true. Well... I like to be in unique situations. I think it's fun to put yourself, even though it's just DM, you're, you're, you're still kind of uncomfortable because there's that awkward stuff. But I figured this would be fun because we already had something in common. And, you know, 
I figured, hey, it could be fun. It could be interesting to get a bunch of different perspectives and see how people view different things. In the audition, the audition was just ridiculous. I was just like, you know what? I am going to be over the top. And, you know, someone did a Macho Man impersonation. I was like, hmm, I will have to upgrade and see if I can surpass that. So I had a few options and I put on the old Matt Hardy shirt and inspiration hit. Yeah, it was awesome. Uh, <laughs> Wilf was dying when he saw that. We just c- couldn't be more happy with all of you guys' like put in for like, yes, like we're in, we want to do it. But then you, you hit us with this video and I, I couldn't like take it. I was laughing so hard. I'm not at you, of course, but with you. And, oh, uh, I was laughing at me. Were you? Oh, well, I was. I would never laugh at you, but I definitely laughed at your impression. It was great. Um. So when I kind of gave y'all the skinny and like what was gonna happen, right? With this DM, we're gonna participate in a week long scenario. These random people. So the DM gets started. What were your initial thoughts about? what would happen like what were your i want to say predictions but at least like maybe what you thought may happen or did you have any expectations so bj what about you uh i like the way it was put to me because like i've never seen the real world mtv's mm-hmm. um very it's not free tv here you have to pay to get it where and then you have to have a box installed where your free TV is just on air. You plug your TV into the wall and you get it. But anyway, so the way um, this was described to me was you're getting seven different personalities going in a house when people stop being going out there for likes and it gets real. And I'm just like, this could end up quite chaotic. <laughs> and I'm just like, there's going to be so many personalities clashing and there's going to be arguments left, right and center. Essentially, like, obviously without the physical catfights because it's in Twitter, not an actual house. I thought, I'm really going to enjoy this. I'm going to be the one that's just going to throw that bait out there and just wait for it to start, sit back and watch it all unfold. But it was really good. We There were a lot of debates, but we were all very friendly about it. And we're all, it was almost like being at work. We didn't argue, but we had a friendly debate and we were very professional, voiced our opinions. And the range of topics we covered was even better. Like they weren't basic topics either. They were topics that had the chance to be controversial, but it was really good to see that we could all act mature and act like adults in there yeah i that's interesting that that you say that because you know for me when i was deciding to to do this and i agreed to take wolf's idea and kind of make it what i thought i'd want to do with it for queen's court because you know the whole point of my show is to to hold court on a topic right to see what happens when one or two people have a conversation about x whatever that is um so this was like a bigger scale version of that and for me i was like oh shoot like i know most of these people so like i kind of knew personality wise right how it might go (laughs) but yeah for me so for me it was a little different but also like i don't know what's gonna happen like i don't know who's gonna say what 
how far we're going to dive into things. So that definitely gave a, a like a different vibe as soon as y'all started, you know, y'all just went by yourselves. I didn't really have to do very much. So I had been like prepared to like come up with topics and, you know, kind of guide conversation and facilitate. I didn't have to really do that at all. <laughs> so that was really surprising for me. What about you, Mike? What did you think when, you know, you, you were preparing to enter in this DM and then once the DM started, expectations, predictions, and then how did reality, you know, turn out for you? I was looking for that one person who's going to be the crap starter. And I was going to be like, ooh, I want to play with that. I want to play. Ooh, ooh, let's play. Let's play. Because that was... <laughs> For me, the real world, I used to love that one person because they would always cast that one person who was just the crap starter. Mm-hmm. And he would just, he or she would just go in there and cause ruckus. But it was Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you did. You did. I mean, I, I, there was a couple of times I thought I was going to get an entire continent chased after me, but you know what? It's okay. I, I survived. <laughs> yeah. I- I was thinking the same thing. I thought, oh, yeah, these Americans are going to come after me with these questions I'm asking. (laughs) But honestly, I think some of the best interactions, I'm kind of glad you're on here because I think me and Aussie had some really good interactions. We had some really good conversations about some very, very real life topics. Wrestling was was the, the groundwork for everything, but we went on all kinds of rabbit holes and i was i was there i was like let's go yeah Yeah. i mean the both of you were very committed to that i can definitely speak from that just from watching right and observing that was what i was supposed to do and participating of course but you know y'all two were very willing to go there and that's what that group needs you know what i mean when you have a show like that and written on the real world on tv you're right mike they always have someone who's gonna stir the pot they have a quiet one they have a like a like a sheltered one. You know, they have like all these different quote unquote roles that they play, right? So it was very interesting to see who was gonna do what and how how it all would pan out. Cause let's be honest, it's strangers, it's the internet, it's Twitter. Shit can get very real very fast. And it could be offensive, it could be hurtful, it could be all sorts of things. But you're collectively as the season one cast, I felt was very willing to just put themselves out there some more than others to really have an honest week long conversation over many topics. And Mike brings up a great point, how some of them were very real, very, very real day four shit hit the fan. Like people started to open up and talk about things. And I don't mean shit hit the fan, like in a bad way. I just mean, we got real life to your point. Yeah. You know, so for you guys, what were some of the kind of highlights of this seven day long conversation that you can remember that you can pull out? BJ, we'll start with you. So without dropping the complete bombshell, I'll let you you two do that because that was your story where um, Mike called Wilt that certain name and that led <laughs> to us all fantasy sitting in this fantasy spa drinking alcohol watching this wrestling match and then suddenly (laughs) Wilf's gonna throw a bottle of his piss and then they're like who's gonna ref it and I'm just like oh I'll do it suddenly they're like wow you've got courage I'm like yeah I've got the biggest balls going and that 
that just led to a whole whole lot of people <laughs> memes and then suddenly we're doing um diced up meat going it's pepper pig in a puzzle and it was just pig meme after pig meme and gifts and oh my god i've the amount of times queen that you put up that um gif of like yourself taking a drink and just spitting out your drink out of complete <laughs> shock was just hilarious but yes <laughs> i live by myself so i'm glad no one could hear me because i was truly loling i was laughing so loud i'm just like okay shut up now it's 2 a.m i don't need to wake the neighbors <laughs> it was really funny um let's segue into that story because now we got to provide some context because the listeners are like wait pee what what's happening pig balls what's happening so mike why don't you tell the story there and take credit for that tweet i put out so i put out some uh, a tweet on day six because i was rolling laughing i couldn't take it so mike tell us all about it <laughs> well your cohort aka sir wilf would pop his head in every once in a while to try and try and cause a little ruckus and say a little something something and i would say something like oh look a wild wolf has been spotted and i remember i i said something that that he called me uh, called called me a, a some bitch and i was like oh and then we kind of moved it on then he started talking about how we were going to fight and he ripped his pants off yeah. metaphorically and then I just couldn't help it. I said, well, we'll, we'll pump the brakes there, Taiichi. And it got quiet for like, nobody said anything. And all of a sudden, Queen's just dying. I know she is because <laughs> huge capital letters. And I'm pretty sure everyone else who, who knows Wilf or who understood the reference were probably laughing too because Wilf don't like him, though, Taiichi. No. <laughs> no, he doesn't. And Wilf. I'm going, oh, here we go. Wilf absolutely despises Taiichi, and more than likely, when he read that, if I know him, he probably called me a son of a bitch and was laughing his head off. Oh, I'm sure he was. I have no doubt. It just was so funny because what followed basically was <laughs> challenging a, a downward fight. spiral into madness, and 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 people volunteering to officiate matches where urine was being thrown. It was basically like a Joey Ryan show. Yeah. <laughs> How you would imagine a Joey Ryan book show. It was crazy. It was. And and that is a testament to we're we're at day 6. We're we're generally I feel like pretty comfortable, wouldn't you say? By by then. Yeah. <laughs> I would hope like, so. We're all I would hope so. We're all talking as if we were actually in the house. And it's like, oh, someone go grab the beers and grab the pizzas. And someone move the big plasma screen outside to the spa. And then we're like, what if we had a spa just filled with alcohol? Yeah. And then I think it was um, last Tuesday for, oh, no, last Wednesday for me when I was at work or just about to go to work. And it's tuesday night so we're all watching smackdown on my way to work i felt so isolated i'm like where's josh i need josh big <laughs> shout out to josh from wrestling reverb because it's like come on iconics you can do this and all i'm seeing is 
boo the iconic so i'm just like no <laughs> no no and then it came to mid it came to um 11 30 so the actually no it was raw wasn't it that's why i'm so confused so yeah it tuesday, is raw yeah tuesday so it was for you. tuesday tuesday here um monday there it just hit midday so i've had to clock on and start work so and then the deliveries come. So I've gone out back to put this delivery away and I've hid my phone down the back with raw on. And as I'm putting this delivery away by myself, I keep looking back and I've walked into cold room, put the chicken in, walked back out to grab the next crate. And all I see is the Iconics throwing this tantrum. I'm like, what? No. And I just stood. <laughs> I have legit seen all these hairs on my arms just stand up and I've just put my hand on the back of my head, walked away, and I'm just like, oh, my God. I know. It was a hard moment for you. It was a hard moment for Josh. But that's how the fight started because Wolf said there will be no iconic uh, hatred, basically, going on in this thing. And Mike said, well, then kick me out. <laughs> it was great. So that the was a really fun so. moment. That's the right. That's right. It's just right. I can't. It's so funny. But, you know, <laughs> the to first... Me, oh, no, go ahead. To me, what was really, really interesting was was the opinions about the female competitors in wrestling. We really had a lot of varied opinions about that. Mm. I don't um, think we ever finished that roster off. We had some killer rosters, yeah. We 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 would have made money. Ooh, we would have made money. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because we would have had money to pay for all them people. But you know what? We would have made it eventually. Sure, yeah. <laughs> but I'm glad you brought that up because this was one of the most interesting conversations that I feel like we had over these seven days. You know, the first couple of days, we were really just kind of getting to know one each other, feeling each other out as fans, feeling each other out as people. Uh, we talked about video games. We talked about, um, you know, who we like and who we don't like, who who essentially we feel is the best uh, wrestlers. Like, just so many different types of conversations about wrestling in general, right? How we feel about controversial wrestlers. Like there was talk about he who must not be named and Cass XL. And we talked about all sorts of different, I know I hate that guy, all sorts of different um, <laughs> things. But the coolest for me was these rosters. So essentially we, we did a couple different things, right? We built like, so if we're going to start a wrestling promotion, right? We'll call it real world wrestling, RWW or Brainbuster wrestling, whatever Wolf wants to do. That's fine. And uh, who would we have as our roster? And like, how many people should we have? And how many men and how many women? What about tag teams? And what are the belts that we should start with? There was a lot of debate about not only who we'd want on our roster, but how we'd start this promotion that we're going to start how many people we should have, huge debates about tag teams. Oh, you know, I was ready to die on that Me deal. too. Ooh. Yes. Ooh. So, Mike, what were some of the things that you took out of the roster building that we tried to do? And then I'll ask BJ the same thing. Well, for starters, whoever came up with that idea was brilliant. Uh, you. <laughs> hey, <bae. laughs> I just wanted to see what if there would be some some general consensus whether there would 
be people in there who nobody else would want, whether there be people in there that everyone, I mean, and what shocked me was, was the fact that people were like legitimately against the tag team stuff. I was like, what? Oh no, 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 no. And I think it was interesting because they, they were just, absolutely against it and i was like i will die on this hill you will bury <laughs> me on this hill i even put that in there i yes, will die on this hill <laughs> you because did i you will not have a new promotion without a tag team division mm-mm. no 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 yeah you felt very passionately about that oh um, I, very I much ready. so and I, I i went back and forth with someone about that for probably about 40 50 messages i'm like we will mm-mm. I will not back down on this one. <laughs> yeah, we I got think him eventually. That was me, actually. Because I remember there was an argument I was involved in, and we just had to agree to disagree because there was going to be no conclusion. Um, I think that was with with um you and um Jay, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think Mike and Shane were having a big conversation about tag teams. We were we were debating. He wanted a TV champion, and I had demanded tag teams. I think with you and Jay, I think what was it about intergender or something? Oh, who knows? Oh, yeah, whether it had to be realistic based off Seth Rollins' comments. Oh yeah, yes. uh, that oh, was. A we're good, gonna get to that. <laughs> that <laughs> Don't was, worry. I had popcorn <laughs> and soda pops because I'm like, oh, here we go. It's the, it's getting funky like a monkey. <laughs> I love that. I, I was there for it because. It was interesting because you could see that the the actual that's the first time I think in the whole thing the actual age gap really reared its head as far as like Jay's probably Jay's been around he's been watching it for forty plus years and uh, I, mean, I don't think BJ's been watching it that long but BJ was just as passionate and just as informed as Jay was and it was like back and forth I'm like oh. Yeah, and I've been in it since 2002, so I've got a little experience. Well, that's plenty. I mean, but but it, to me, it was really interesting. That that was the the very very that and the tag team once I think was the one time we really was like defined differences between two people, and neither one of them was <laughs> going nowhere. Yeah, that's for sure. So. About the the roster thing, we didn't end up getting to finish it, but BJ, I was very curious as to your thoughts about the, the huge difference, I feel like, in who people wanted. Did you notice that? Um, I did, especially in the women's divisions. Yeah. And it's not because we all had different opinions, but it's because there's so much especially in the women's division, there's so much of a wide variety of talent that there's so many choices to pick from. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'd pick my five and then someone would pick a totally different five. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. You've got such and such. Like, And then someone would pick another totally different five. And you'd see a little bit of similarities. Like, you might have one or two the same, but the amount of amazing female talent is why... Is pure, the sole reason why there was so many different varieties and no one person had the exact same. 
Yeah, I found that really interesting. Uh, and, and, you know, that's a testament to the the women's divisions around the world, uh, for sure. But I felt like that one had the most diversity in terms of not only like race and, and um, nationality and location, but it had even more so than I feel like the men. I feel like for the men, we all had like our favorites that we wanted, but I found the most similarity uh, in terms of who people wanted in the tag team. I was surprised by that. There was a lot of people that felt very strongly about three major tag teams, which were the Usos, LAX, and the Young Bucks. I feel like a lot of people right off the bat were like, yep, we're good with that. And um, Lucha Brothers. None of them were in my five. And that's so funny, right? So, like, there were so many people chiming in at first about it. And I'm like, oh, cool. Everybody likes these four. That's very interesting. Blah, blah, blah. And then we got a couple people that were like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Hold on a minute. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So I found that the like really fascinating. Yeah. Um the one common occurrence I did notice is when we did the um men's roster like the singles. Mm-hmm. The one main thing I picked up on was no one was using main roster stars from WWE like we all had our NJPW, AEW Impact, Ring of Honor you might get one from the main roster here and there, NXT. So all our WWE sales were coming from NXT. Like, we were all avoiding the main roster. Yeah, I thought that was pretty interesting as well. Um, you know, coming up with these these lists are never easy, right? Because so many people have difference in opinion. But much like the women's division, I feel like there's a lot to choose from. But also for the men specifically, you know, it's a great shout that you just gave. There wasn't a lot of main roster WWE talent. And I that I found very curious. And there was a lot of New Japan. There was a lot of impact in AEW and Indie. And th- I wonder why that is, you know? Because take the WWE creative out of it. There's still talent there. But why wouldn't you choose those individuals to be in your roster? So, like, it wasn't even in mine, like my picks, you know? Uh, So it's weird (laughs) because I think about it, I'm like, uh, the the ones that I would pick from the main roster would be, like, AJ Styles. That's a no question for me. He's one of the best in the world, just in my opinion. But He wasn't on a single list. Yeah, not a single one that was in there. Correct. Wild, right? Yeah. You, like, you've got AJ Styles. I would have probably, if I did, go with um, Seth Rollins. Mm-hmm. Yep. We had a lot of shouts for NXT guys. Um, yeah. And a couple, a couple of shouts. Yep, Gargano, Adam Cole. Um, Bebe. Bebe. And uh, even... Bobby but Yep, Bobby Fish. And Alistair Black, even though he's on main card, I still feel like is very much NXT. Just to me, I yeah. see him and I'm just like... You didn't get a lot of shouts either, though. He got like a few, but not a lot. Yeah. The same Weird. with Ricochet. Yeah. I didn't yep. see hardly any Rico either. No, nope. we had a lot. Like looking, I'm looking at it now, just kind of going over it as we're as we're chatting. You know, we had uh, shouts for Omega. Omega like was across the board. I feel like pretty much. Um, we had shouts for Osprey. We had shouts for. Let's see. Uh, Sammy John, Callahan, Okada. Johnny, Johnny, Rest, Johnny yeah. Hennigan, whatever his name is. He got a few shots. That surprised yeah. me. 
Me too. Killer Cross, Ibushi, Jay White. Um, Yeah, I mean, there was a couple people. He was on one list, though, AJ Styles. I just found it on one person's list. Bro had him on. Um, But it's just fascinating. Like, it's who we like, but I feel like it was also a larger conversation on the world of wrestling as a whole that we're choosing people from so many different avenues of wrestling, you know? We had deathmatch guys. We had high flyers. We had strong style wrestlers. We had, like, slash British wrestling. We had Japanese style wrestling. We had baby faces and heels. We had, like, I feel a well-rounded shout for a lot of folks in men, women, and tag teams. And I found that to be quite interesting so for a while a few people i was thinking oh it's gonna be like really heavy wwe or this is gonna be really heavy new japan but actually i don't think it was at all mm. well actually i was surprised especially with some of my picks because i mainly watch wwe i don't i've tried to get into njpw but it's not that i don't like it. it's more i don't because i've never watched it because obviously limited access in australia sure. i have to obviously stream it off the website i don't understand it because i've only really just started watching the g1 tournament i haven't watched anything other than what's on youtube like Mm -hmm. with the bullet club specials and Mm -hmm. stuff like that yep yeah and that was interesting too because y'all as a whole such a wide fan base you know the the promotions that we all watch uh some were similar but some were very different you know Mm. That yeah. I thought was really cool. And we had very experienced people in WWE and very experienced people in New Japan. And some dabbled in the other and some didn't. So that I found very fascinating that we could have so many different perspectives from seven different people. You know, in full disclosure, right? It's all guys. Like I mentioned at the beginning, I was the only girl. So, you know, maybe season two, we'll try to pull in some ladies. But it was just a different fan base experience that I was surprised about. I thought for sure we were going to have some fights. And we really didn't. Like, to your point about, um, you know, the the debate between uh, UBJ and Jay about intergender wrestling. <laughs> like, y'all went for it 100%. But I thought it was very respectful. You both heard each other out. And at the end, you were like, I feel like we're not going to agree. So we'll just agree to disagree and call it a day. Yeah. Well, I mean, I could have gone on for days, but I thought, I've got to go to work. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just like, it feels like if I... Two kinds of bacon and all kinds of delicious. Say hello to Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large bacon duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. It's Donato's new bacon duo pizzas. Two pizzas each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new pepperoni bacon duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle bacon duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large bacon duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. 
go to work without ending this. I'm going to come back and keep going and everyone else is going to have four different conversations since then. It's going to make me look like I'm rehashing it. I'm just like, as much fun as that would be, it's just, I thought, you know what, screw it. Let's do the respectful thing. Let's agree to disagree. Right. And and I felt that was a theme throughout the entire seven days. Wouldn't you agree, Mike? Yeah. I mean, there was, there was some moments where it could have gotten really, really interesting. And it was personality started to flare up a little bit. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't bad, but it was interesting. Like, um, at the beginning, you know, I was, I was the, the, the spitball guy. I was throwing out a bunch of different topics to see which one people would buy it on because I wanted to get going because I wanted to like really just go right into it. And then people would, but we'd all latch on to one. But then the cool part about it is people would go into like little subplots of that main topic and then a whole different conversation would come. Then I could, you know, I'd sit back and be like, oh, that's cool. I mean, um, having bro in there was really cool because he actually works in the industry. So, you know, sure. I got to, I got to ask him some questions that I wasn't sure about, but now I'm like, ah, so that does happen. You know, like the, the blackball question, like, do you guys talk about people who were a-holes? And does it make it hard to book? And do, do you guys like, you know, we're not going to book this jerk. And when he said, yeah, that happens. I was like, oh, really? Yeah. I mean, you know, he's he's a very honest, upfront kind of guy. You know, he he works in the business. He, he you know, explained some things, too, that, that I thought was nice in our DM about, you know, kind of how the business works. And he brought a unique perspective to our roster conversation as well, being that, you know, he's in it. <laughs> He works for Paradigm Pro Wrestling. They're amazing, by the way. If you haven't checked them out, do so. Powerslam.tv and other places. Um, you know, a little shameless plug for that. But I, it could have got. There was a couple points. The intergender thing, for example, uh, Jim Cornette conversations. Oh, you know what I'm saying? There's a lot of things that we talked about that could have gone poorly, and I'm very proud to say that it didn't. And with so much negativity in the Twitterverse, you know, y'all see it. Y'all are there, too. It, it's a lot. But to have seven people come in and have a free-flowing conversation over this time period, I'm very proud to say that for the most part, 98.9% of it was respectful and i'd say the other little tiny part was trying to be a little controversial slash trying to be funny and it wasn't like meant to hurt anybody i don't think at least that's how i picked it up i'm not sure how you feel about that bj or mike but that's kind of how it came off to me yeah i don't think anyone actually got offended in that i think as Mm -hmm. to your point we were all in those controversial moments respectful i mean we did cover a wide variety a wide variety of topics from Donald Trump to the LGBTQ community. We covered up gun control, Jim Cornette, as he said, which I brought the Jim Cornette one up and I thought, yeah. oh, here we go. I intentionally threw that one out there. I thought, like, he's thrown some controversial lines out himself and I thought, this is going to spark some stuff. Everyone's going to stop begging on Jim Cornette. 
but there were it was had supporters. Were, yeah, I was surprised to see he has supporters, and they were justifying. I'm like, yeah, I'm not getting into this. Yeah, you know, and and the thing too about those, a lot of people that were, I'd say, I wouldn't say defending because that's not the right term. Because I feel like they don't feel some of the things that he said is acceptable. But I think they can respect the work that he has done in the wrestling community. Yeah. Uh, this is not me, yeah. by the way. I think he's a trash human. But that's just me. So, um, <laughs> well, listen, I'm just going to say it how it is. He doesn't scare me or frighten me. No, thank you. Um, but, you know, I can respect other people's opinion on it. I'm not going to jump down your throat because you feel a certain type of way that that's on you and that's cool and you do what you want to do that that's what i liked about this dm it was this is my opinion this is how i feel about it here's why you know no one was just like i support 100 and this is why like w- without saying this is why you know what i mean and there wasn't yeah. even really anybody who supported 100 i think just people had a different perspective on him from his uh, past work in the wrestling business right so um that I thought was a very well done uh, debate, even though he is so controversial. And for some of us in here are very like anti that whole narrative. Um, I thought it went very well it, it, as best as it could be for seven total complete strangers. So. For me, I thought that was potentially the most explosive of all the topics mm-hmm. once it started going i was like oh this is fixing to get good but everyone kept it in you know and and it was really one of those where you could tell that people were starting to get a little edgy about it sure sure and it was like oh there's, there's people starting to get in their feelings about it but you know everyone kept it composed but you could tell you you i mean as crazy as it sounds you wouldn't read it you could tell that there was a spark going about it you could, you sure. could tell it was the the pro and the anti like they made like they were more for him than against him and then there was other people like you know what mm-mm, just mm-mm. yeah <laughs> and and definitely you can tell uh, the way someone writes something or phrases something like how they might go off on it in a different way in a different context but you know we still managed to work through that peaceably and that was i guess the point i was trying to make that even though we had that little yeah. mm, like oh i could i could really go in <laughs> you know uh it, it ended up working out quite well what did you think bj yeah no it as we've said so many times we're all respectful we that um, Jim Cornette conversation, that's the first one that really set the tone and got the controversial topics going. Yeah. Once that one was thrown out there, we were a lot more open to bring the most random topics up other than, good morning, who wants to have paninis for breakfast? But we started talking about random food and favorite pizzas. We talked about the most controversial one, does pineapple go on pizza? And I'm just like, oh, God, no. Of course it does. Oh, God, no. Yes. What do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean, oh, God, no? <laughs> Pineapple goes on burgers. What? Yeah, I mean, it does, a- but, like... Pineapple goes on hamburgers? Yeah, dude. You never yeah. had a grilled pineapple? 
on your hamburger? What planet am I on right now? <laughs> it is an Australian, like, for me personally, I'm not the biggest fan of pineapple. Like, I'll drink pineapple juice. I'll, it, it's not for me so much, but pineapples in Australia, we have what's known as, like, I work at KFC. We used to have a works burger, which pineapple would go on that, but a traditional Australian burger will be, like, beef, um, pineapple, cheese, lettuce, throw on some beetroot and it's got a wide variety of flavors but no like i mean it comes on like with dominoes you've got your hawaiian pizza but it's i don't like pineapple on pizza i really oh. don't <laughs> i don't know what to tell you about that but <laughs> Pineapple Hawaiian pizza is so good, you know, and and on the burger too. When you have like, um, not that this is the B and end all of burgers, but like Red Robin has one that has just the most delicious pineapple and burger combination, and um, it's that sweet and salty combination. You know, that sweet fruit with the saltiness and the the meat taste. It's awesome. That's why it works so well on pizza when you have a ham. No. Just me? Okay. Bacon goes on a hamburger. Bacon. Yeah, that too. Yeah. So it feels really... Bacon. It's interesting the difference between um, the US and Australia because, like, you guys call it hamburgers. We just call it beef burgers. Beef burgers. Huh. Yeah, I mean, I don't... I mean, hamburgers, it's kind of funny because you think it's ham, but it's it's not. <laughs> it's yeah. beef. Daddies. Yeah, I know. This is kind of strange. Um, but I guess we'll, we'll, we'll have to agree to disagree about pineapple yeah. voice. <laughs> it's, it's, it's kind of funny that we, we had this discussion because I kind of kind of have a little bit of a confession to make to Uh-oh. DJ. I was completely prodding you on the Iconics just because I was getting such a kick out of your reaction. <laughs> oh, I, I thought, was... I was intentionally being over dramatic about it. I'm just like, you know, let's have some, let's be like a two year old throwing a tantrum here. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's, I, I it's laughed at the whole conversation. Yeah. But I it, thought, it screw helped this. Let's it take this into watching, the real world. I, it helped that I was watching Josh's thing when they were on there. Oh, God. And when they, and when they went out first, I have to swear his puppy died. Poor Josh. He, he had this wreck. Like, I mean, the second that three hit, you could see he was like, oh. I know. Poor Josh. Yeah. Like, I'm done. Crawford, I'm done. <laughs> well, big big shout out to Josh. Sorry, pal. We love you, Josh. We love you, Josh. Um, but you know. Even in that moment, we had a lot of lighthearted fun, too. It wasn't all, like, serious, crazy conversations. We really kind of just had a a good time. We talked about, you know, taking shots together, drinking. and Ever look at pig genitalia the same again? No, I'm not happy about that. (laughs) I got a bone to pick with you, BJ, about that. I'm not happy. (laughs) (laughs) This man with his freaking gifts, I'm like, bro, I can't. You got to (laughs) stop. So gross. I, I literally just googled big balls, like expecting to find 
gym balls that you use for yoga and suddenly that comes up and I'm just like, this is too good to see a pig with balls that's bigger than the pig itself. I'm just like, this is too good. Too much. It's too much. The scary (laughs) part is you found a sidekick. You and Shane jumped on the old pig train. Mm-hmm. And, I'm, oh, and then we just went Peppa Pig and I'm just like, there's a gif or a, what do you call it, memes going around Australia. The, um, our local supermarket, which you might have seen on my Twitter feed a couple of weeks ago, doing um, the Tim Tam Slam adventure. We've got the diced meat section. Um, someone took a photo of that and said, Here's a hundred piece Peppa Pig puzzle to put together. And I'm just like, oh my God, that is hilarious. <laughs> um, yeah, that was just wild. That whole thing was really strange, but funny at the same time. You know, there was a lot of a lot of good moments, but I really wanted to to ask y'all a couple kind of like rapid fire questions about a few things. Um, so we'll go Mike, then BJ. Uh, each one as we go through. But firstly, I wanted to ask, what did you like best about the wrestling real world season one experience? Perspectives. It was very interesting to see the different perspectives. Mm. Yeah, I actually agree with that, especially the difference in cultures. Like it's very similar the opinions over there and i'm just like it's so different here like even when we're talking about for instance the gun control a mm-hmm. lot of opinions in australia are just like like we had a mass shooting and i think it was 96 down in um, tasmania and when we put in the gun control like we're still allowed guns here they're still legal you just have to go through a process to get one and get a permit and etc mm-hmm. where from what my understanding is, you can just go into a gun shop and buy a gun in America. So we still, to say, have the right to hold on. There's just a process to get it. And I'm just like, wouldn't this work better in America? And the way it's come across is our laws work fine the way they are. And I'm just like, and to me, it doesn't make sense because we've got the gun reforms in. And since that mass shooting, we haven't had a single one where the stats in America are off the charts compared to the rest of the world. And it seems like there's a, this, like these two are the first one, the ones that have just happened recently in El Paso and Chicago, I think it was. Uh, the first Dayton. two I've heard about all year. Ohio. Oh, mm-hmm. Yeah, they're the first two I've heard about all year. But yet someone was saying it's, the 150th and 151st. I'm like, that's insane. I'm just like, I, in a year, and like, we're only halfway through it. And we're all looking at it going, wouldn't gun reforms help? And then you see all the tweets from Americans, and even in the group chat, it's just like, it's the way it is, it's how it should be. We have the right to bear arms. I'm like, I'm not disputing that, but. There's got to be a solution to lower the numbers. Yeah, you know, and without getting too political about it, you know, it's a very, it's a very controversial conversation again that we had in this DM, which was 
it was very refreshing that even though there were people who were on complete opposite sides, that it didn't get into anything, um, you know, really too personal or really too heated as it very well could. Um, you know, we are we were not in the DM really talking about, you know, what recently happened in the U.S. in both El Paso and Dayton, Ohio. But um, it was good to see that at least... Uh, we were able to, again, be respectful about that conversation because everybody has very, very different political opinions. And, and you know, that's that's a hard thing to get along with sometimes. Um, so I'm, I'm definitely happy about that. But now let's talk about what you liked least. Cake bowls. <laughs> <laughs> BJ? Uh, I would have said the fact that I was the, as you put it at the start of the show, the only international. I'm just like, mm -hmm. I feel so isolated. I'm just like, where are the, even the Brits here or the UK people? I'm just like, I feel so outcasted. I know. I'm sorry. Uh, but the people that uh, auditioned and said they wanted to join, you were the only international one. So, you know, for season, <laughs> for season two, I'm hoping to get, uh, some ladies, some guys, some more international blood. <laughs> That's what I want because the the more global we go, uh, the more diverse it gets, and that can only be a good thing, you know, in terms of per perspective wise. Um, yeah. How it goes, if it's gonna go as smooth, I don't know, but <laughs> it'll at least give us some more diversity. Um, next rapid fire question: What do you think, uh, in terms of advice, that you would give for the next group of people that are going to enter into season two, which will come later this year. Go for it. Just yeah, don't hold back. Don't be afraid to start controversy. It was great fun. Absolutely. I mean, you just let it fly. Don't be afraid to throw any topic out there. And I mean, the more controversial, the better. It'll make for a great reunion show season two. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this one's pretty great so far, huh? So uh, I agree. Uh, would either of you do this again? Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. It's fun, uh, right? Uh, it was a blast. And here, here's another quick confession. Um, I would get up. I had to be at work at 4 a.m. every day of this entire Welcome home to Click. Hundreds of data analytics leaders are coming home to Click to gain insights from data. Why? Well, it's simple. Better performance, greater usability, and a lower total cost of ownership. Plus, with Click, you can accelerate business value from data on Click's cloud or any cloud. Don't just take our word for it. It's what data analytics leaders are saying. Visit click.com slash welcome home to hear why hundreds of leaders in data analytics have come home to Click. That's Click. Q-L-I-K dot com slash welcome home thing and i would try to get up i mean because that's where i would my random messages early would pop in just for you sir mr australian guy <laughs> <laughs> so that way I mean, so that, that way you would feel like you know i wanted to interact with with people as much as i could just to get different perspectives and i remember when i'd pop in at four o'clock and start something and then come back on my first break and you and two other people were going at it already. I'm like, hey, and away we go. <laughs> Good yeah. morning. Yeah, exactly. 
yeah, I was in a similar boat to you. So not as early as four. I used to start at about 6.30 in the morning. So I'd have to get up at usually around 5, 5.30 to go to work. But yeah, just so I could interact with people, it didn't bother me that I was up that late. Um, so I'd well, up that early, I should tell you. So I'd stay up till three in the morning just talking to you guys because I'm like, this oh is too goodness. entertaining to go to sleep. I know, right? Jeez, look at the dedication, people. That's why I oh, love yeah. it. This um, was this a couple first of time. Oh, yeah. Sorry about I used to do the night shifts where I wouldn't start till one in the afternoon, but and because I started at um, one in the afternoon, I thought, oh yeah, I'll do the close shift, get home at ten o'clock at night, and then um, I booked a podcast with Mags to go on his Badlands show. And just out of the blue, my manager started changing all my closes to open shifts. So suddenly I've gone on bad lanes. I thought, you know what? Screw it. I'm too dedicated to this. This is too much fun. So I started the um, podcast with him at midnight and we didn't finish till about 2.30 in the morning because we did pod, um, his other podcast back to back. And I had to be at work at 6.30. And I, once I finished the conversation with him, and we went our separate ways. I didn't end up going to bed till 3.30 that morning. I'm just like, I'm having, I was too hyped up. It was great fun. Good. I'm so glad to hear that. And as we're closing out here, the real, the real question I want to ask you is what do you think you learned from this experience? Seven days in a group DM on Twitter with total strangers. What did you learn, Mike? That even though there's different age, nationalities, sexual orientations. At the core, we were all passionate fans of this wacky thing we called wrestling. And it's amazing how some choreographed, fake, but fun thing to watch can bring all these people together with all these different opinions, but have a baseline of, of, this is something we all agree on. This is something we love. This is something we're passionate about. And you can build friendships off of that. For sure. BJ? Yeah. Um, it was amazing to see that, as to you put it, we all have a wide variety of interests when it comes to the wrestling. But the fact that we can have a difference of opinion and still res- be so respectful of everyone else's that, oh, this is my opinion, I'm right, you're wrong. Like There was no one like that in there. And it was really reassuring that we're all just as mature as everyone else. Yeah, I like that too. And, uh, you know, it was kind of fun for me as we were closing out the experiment, um, you know, and I was saying thank you to you guys and I asked you to fill out this little form so I could get some feedback, you know, for me um, for coming up for season two, which I'm going to ask you about in a second. But it was really kind of heartwarming to me that everyone was like, oh, it's done. Like, it's over. Why? <laughs> I was like, oh, shoot. Well, that, that makes me feel good. You know, makes me feel like we, we formed some some Twitter friendships. We formed some um, some bonds and from wrestling and, you know, a little more personal. Like, you know, I got to know you guys a little bit more on a, on a personal level. And that was really cool. Um, but I really enjoyed that it was like no one wanted it to be over. So that I thought was really yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah. It was getting really great and we're having so much fun and just completely out of the blue it felt queen you just like 
all right, second last day. I'm like, wait, what? I don't want this right. to end. Right. I'm like, it's getting really, really good now. I mean, it got to the point where there was something that I thought was really, really cool that happened just recently. And um, we were consoling our, our Australian friend. He's like, I'm stuck at this thing and I'm miserable. Like, oh, dude, that sucks. Right. I mean, <laughs> And it wasn't anything wrestling related. It was like friends feeling, you know, genuinely sympathy because this our friend is stuck in this miserable situation. <laughs> and I genuinely felt bad for him. I'm like, oh, God, that's got to suck. Right. Oh, the high school reunion for me. Yeah. That was that, yesterday, that. wasn't it? Yeah. Um, so to put some context in that, um, I went back to my local high school. So the first time I've been to school in over 10 years, obviously not the school that I went to, but we went and did a careers day and I went and represented um, my work. I actually had lots of fun. I, I got paid to sit there. I talked to kids. What was exhausting is I started at eight in the morning, finished at um, three o'clock. And then I went straight to work and worked till 10 o'clock last night. Just like, oh, I got home and I'm just, I've, I went by Macca's on the way home to get food because I'm just like, I can't cook. I can't. I just need something quick and easy. I just want to go to bed. Just like, and I got home like, oh, yeah, that's right. I've got Queen in the morning. Woohoo! <laughs> I was like, I better, I better send her a message, make sure we're still on. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely it is. So the last question I'm going to ask you is, what would you say I should do in season two that you would like to see happen that maybe either didn't happen in season one or sort of happened in season one, but want to see it grow? Mike, what do you think? I, I think that you should kind of try and, and, and go for like a lot more diversity instead of just a testosterone fest. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I mean, honestly, I would love to see, see uh, some ladies in there and see what their views on it. I mean, cause I'm sure they had some different views of than a lot of the stuff we had and to get that perspective from them as well as some, I mean, just other than that, it was fun, but I'd love to see like a couple of, I mean, cause I guarantee you they wouldn't back down and it would be, i I would want to see that DM. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Love that. Thanks, Mike. What do you think, BJ? Um, so the one thing I thought of was, like, for me, I don't know the layout of the real world. Because well, obviously, as I said before, I've never seen it. I thought, mm-hmm. wouldn't it be interesting if it had a sort of Survivor or Big Brother feel to it where you had eliminations and then you had an ultimate winner and you made it a real contest out of it? Oh, and that then, could be interesting. And then, for instance, everyone in the group chat would send you an individual DM to say who they'd nominate, and then you'd put on Twitter the two people up with the most nominations, and then you'd let Twitter vote who go out or you'd, whatever it might be. You'd, or a day later, you say, all right, these two people are up for nominations, then the whole group chat in- messages you individually again and say, right, these are your two people up who do you want to see eliminated mm, that's Somebody fun <laughs> it sounds like it 
<laughs> or maybe you throw out a challenge in there like they do in um, Big Brother or Survivor and they have to come up with it and for whatever it might be and then they have a rewards thing or something along those lines. Make it a real reality show on Twitter sort of thing. Well, th- that I mean, was, that's definitely an idea. Yeah. That's what, that's what I thought would be really cool to see happen. Because I'm always trying to think of different concepts that haven't sure. been done, but there's so much great stuff out there. Like, there's this, there's Josh with his um, creator's content competition that he's been doing. Right, and I'm yep. just like, that is fantastic. It is. But it I'm really a, is. I'm going to win. <laughs> good luck, oh, bruh. No. Oh. Uh, <laughs> good luck. But, you know, I got a wild card. <laughs> I got a little wild card in that. People weren't paying attention. Oh, oh I, I, the, I was paying attention. <laughs> I know. I've got the biggest challenge coming up. So I'm going up against Jess, who was the winner of the Royal Rumble. I'm like, oh, no. I know, right? Uh, Josh, I have a bone to pick with you, and I'm saying this publicly on Queen's Court, that how dare you, how dare you put me you against... You Austin in the first round. Yes. Uh, Listen, he put me against JPQ, and I'm not happy about it. So I saw that. I popped. I'm like, oh, no, he didn't. You don't mess with the Queen of Pub connection, honey. Whatever. That's that's the story. (laughs) I have a feeling you're like, how dare you, sir? (laughs) How dare you? I know. Well, that's a story for another time and another podcast. I love you, Josh, but I'm watching you. So, you know, (laughs) this was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed the DM. I really was like, let's just let them talk. I'm not going to censor anything unless I need to, right? Which is what I told you guys up front. I will mod if I have to. And if you're going to be a dick, I'll kick you out and that's it. But, you know, I really was just really free flowing and was just like, y'all have a conversation about whatever you're going to talk about and let's see what happens. It was very interesting dynamics to watch and participate in. There was a lot of cool stuff that we ended up talking about. I'm definitely going to do a season two. I've gotten a lot of DMs and a lot of comments about people wanting to be on the next season. So that is really cool to see. I'm very happy about that. But, you know, y'all are always going to be the OGs. So this sets the precedent for what's to come next. And, you know, maybe BJ will have a little wrestling survivor and we'll see what happens. That could, that could happen here on Queens court. It could happen at brain Buster radio. You never know. Um, yeah. It could happen, but right now is your opportunity to tell everybody uh, where they can find you and all of the good information. And of course my heartfelt thank you for joining me for the season one wrestling real world reunion show. Mike, let them know. You can find me rummaging around the Twitterverse, leeching off of everyone else's good stuff and throwing in a gif or two about being ridiculous at Mike B Bebe. And yeah. Good times. <laughs> and BJ, what about you? All right, so I'm on Twitter at AussieLution. My YouTube's hashtag AussieLution. You can find me um, hosting the Mining for Mayhem podcast with my boy Seth. We do we record every Saturday, release every Monday, where they're hosting the fantasy tag tournament. So if you haven't heard about it, go on my profile at AussieLution. Go vote on it. 
we're doing some great stuff down under. Um, we've got YouTube's where we're doing where I'm doing a with my green screen. I'm doing a comedy review, so I'll review Raw and SmackDown, and I've given them comedy names and I'm making jokes about it. Like Raw's review was where I got a cup and a spoon, and I basically said, "Please stand for the ten tings of the bell." And we mourned the loss of the title <laughs> reign of the Iconics. Yeah, come find me at Aussie Lucian. Find my boy Seth. So hard in my life that I was at that. <laughs> so funny. Absolutely crazy. Um, but again, boys, thank you so much for coming on Queen's Court, holding this reunion show with me today. Y'all are awesome. And I appreciate your candor and your... Uh, your funniness. So uh, stay tuned for the next segment of Queen's Court where we're answering some questions. All right, everyone, it's time for the Queen's Courtier's Questions segment. I got a couple of really cool questions this week, so I want to thank everybody for sending those in. I appreciate you so much. So from Mr. BJ, Aussie Lucian Blogs and Podcasts, he asks, what would it mean to you to see Rosemary end up in NXT, have a title run, and they debut on the main roster in a feud with Nikki Cross? <laughs> I mean, I don't know if I could ever picture Rosemary in NXT, to be honest with you, but in a fantasy land, it would be really cool to see her show up in NXT and be really dominant and be the champion for a while. I think that would be really cool. And then I would love to see her feud with Nikki Cross. Crazy in one way versus crazy in another. The demon assassin versus the psycho NXT Nikki that I know and love would be really, really interesting. So thank you for the question. I appreciate it. Headlock Talk, my pals from every single Tuesday on Brainbuster Radio, they ask, which story was better and why? Okada Omega or Gargano Ciampa? I mean, this is a very spicy question. As I said on Twitter, I was a little like, ooh, this is a good one. This is making me think a little bit. Um, which one was better and why? I mean, the heart behind each of them makes it hard to pick a solitary, like, ooh, this is the one. But if I had to pick one more than the other, it would be Omega Okada for me. The match quality, the saga, the way it ended, Kenny finally beating Okada, the commentary on on that match, especially the final two out of three falls, it was just something so special and near and dear to my heart that that one personally uh, will win for me because those are two of the best wrestlers in the world. And that's not to take anything away from Ciampa and Gargano. They're wonderful. And that feud was crazy and had an enormous amount of heat. And Ciampa is one of the best heels in our modern era of wrestling. I hold a really special place for him in my heart. I really, really, really like the guy. But... Um, you know, Gargano's great too. I just don't feel like he has the same storytelling ability as Kenny and Okada do. It just isn't on the same uh, level at the end of the day, at least to me. So because of how emotionally invested I got in Kenny Okada, that's the one that will win for me. So thank you, Headlock Talk. That's a great question. Okay. So the next question is from my pal Tiff. Yay. Tiff at Loves to Dream 82, of course, from Deadass Podcast and All Elite Pod. She asks, dream match that you could do commentary for? Oh my god. Well, I'm not really good at commentary. I'm more of an analysis chick. I would be like the kickoff show panel or something. 
But if I was to enter into the commentary realm, I probably would want to call a New Japan match or a Young Bucks match. So um, maybe I could call Young, Young Bucks versus Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy, a boy and his dinosaur. That would be really fun to do commentary for, <laughs> I feel like. That's the kind of stuff I would be really into or something really emotional and like deep, like a Kenny Okada part 17. <laughs> Not really 17, but you know what I mean. That would be really, really fun. So thank you, Tiff, for the questions. And that is going to do it for the Queen's Courtiers questions segment on this week's episode. Well, that will bring us to a close here of this episode. But quickly, I want to give my jester and crown of the week. So, my Jester of the Week... Boo! <laughs> my Jester of the Week is going to go to the fact that the G1 is over. I'm so sad, you guys. But I'm very, very happy with the winner. I felt from the beginning Kota was going to win, and I'm so glad that he did. And I'm really looking forward to seeing Kota versus Okada at Wrestle Kingdom. Now, on to the Crown of the Week. Yes, Queen! <laughs> yes, the Crown of the Week. And that is going to go to The Fiend's debut at SummerSlam. The actual full debut of The Fiend, not these little pop-in moments and not the Firefly Funhouse, but the actual physical music and entrance and reappearance of Bray in a totally different way. The entire thing, top to bottom, was one of the sexiest, most amazing entrances combined with music that I've seen in a really long time. So he gets the crown of the week. And that, my friends, will do it for episode 21, the Wrestling Real World Reunion. I thank you so much for listening. And as always, have a wonderful rest of your day, and please be kind to one another. This year has us all wanting to be healthier, and that includes our eye health. But how do you get vision coverage if you're retiring? It's actually pretty easy. VSP, the vision coverage many people get through work, offers individual vision plans. Enroll anytime, on any device, and start using your benefits the same day. You don't need to be an employee to get employee-level vision coverage. Visit VSPDirect.com today. That's VSPDirect.com. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. It's Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important.